What's good, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Ron. Of course, you probably already know that, unless this is your first time here, and I am joined with my beautiful wife, Elena. Yes, I am here. And welcome back to another episode of Kickback with the Robinsons. Welcome, welcome. And in this episode, y'all already know I don't really be knowing what's going on whenever it comes <laughs> to the episode. So I'm going to kick this part over to my beautiful wife. And uh, babe, what are we talking about today? Today, we are speaking on Kevin Samuels, the infamous Kevin Samuels. Um, he is mostly known for his podcast where he was giving lifestyle and relationship advice. Um, his podcasts were a little controversial. We would definitely like to say RIP to Kevin Samuels. Unfortunately, he passed away yeah. on May 5th of this year, 2022. Um, however, he did make his mark before he passed away. Yeah. And so I, mainly me, I've been <laughs> researching him and um, viewing his podcast, and he has some interesting things to say. So... We wanted to just speak on a few of the things that he did mention in his podcast and just talk about it, talk it out. And if you guys want to comment on it, you can as well. But that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off with old Kevin Samuels. So I guess for me, let's see. So you're just really kind of figuring out who Kevin Samuels is, right? Yes, I am. I had... Never heard of him until maybe, what, a couple months ago? Right, right. Yeah. So he was floating around <laughs> social media, and I was like, oh, wow, he's interesting. <laughs> Very <Right>. interesting character. <laughs> yeah, so I actually have a little familiarity with Kevin Samuels. I never really watched any of his stuff or paid attention, but, you know, of course, he pops up here and there with clips and different things like that when he's talking to some of these ladies. He has a very interesting take on relationships and finding a partner, especially with the women and things like that. He, he, he of course, talks to men and things, too, and talks to them, whatever, you know. But what he's mostly known for, I guess, is just his conversation with women. Women, right, because I did hear him in one interview where he did mention that when he was interviewing men, not too many people were that interested in what right. he had to say. But when it came down to him speaking to the women, that's when more people were interested. Right. Because nobody, nobody cares, cares about, about the, the men. men. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need love too. We need love too. We care. We care. But yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty interesting as far as what he said about that but yeah i haven't seen any interviews where he spoke to a man all the videos that i've watched was where he was interviewing women or speaking to women right yeah i think the only one that i've really seen where he was talking to a man would be the vlad interview and it was interesting oh i did see that one yeah, yeah. i did see that actually yeah yeah that one was interesting but uh, yeah that's about the only one that I can think of. But other than that, yeah, so that's kind of like our backstory with Kevin Samuels. Um, babe, she's been doing her research here, I guess, and really been enjoying that whole experience. Um, uh -huh. I just, I just kind of jumped in, listened to a couple of episodes, and mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to just kind of go with it from there. Right. And so one thing that he speaks on a lot is high-value men. Mm-hmm. 
What, what do you, you think a high value man is? Just off of his style of what he does and how he speaks, I think that he's referring to high value from a large majority of, of a financial situation, financial um, earnings and what that person makes. And then that kind of dictates what it is that that person is going to be able to bring to the table. Now, mm-hmm. me, and this could be because I'm not, you know, a six-figure man or anything like that, I consider a high-value man a little bit differently. I think that um, it's not all financial, and it's a lot more on what you can bring to the table as in a totality, mm-hmm. as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, what, what skills do you have? Do you have any trades? Can you fix something if it breaks? Can you financially support certain aspects in life and take care of things as well? But also other things on top of that. With that being said, though, you get into an interesting space when it comes to talking about high-value high men and what a man would consider a high-value man versus what a woman would consider a high-value man. Right. And I, I think, agree. I think that's one of the most interesting things that I've noticed with the interviews that I've seen with him and the women that he's been talking to is just the fact that a lot of the women, when you boil it down, their perception of what a high-value man is does revolve a lot around finances. But yeah, I mean, I guess that would kind of be what I would consider. Right. What I get from his videos is that he does consider a high-valued man a high-wage earner, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that man is in a, a certain status within his career. So what he has been asking these women in a lot of his videos is, okay, if you want a high value man, what do you bring to the table? Right. So he it's controversial because when he's speaking to these women, because I feel like these women that come on there, a lot of them are confident within themselves and they feel like they do deserve a man that makes a certain amount of money because they feel like they are a good woman. Mm -hmm. What he does is he asks them questions such as, okay, what do you look like without makeup? What is your dress size? What is your height? You know, he's, I feel like in a sense, letting them know that you're not worthy of a high value man because he also asks if you have any children. And we know that a lot of black women do have children. Mm-hmm. So if you have only one child, he's even said in some of his videos, you have one child. And if a high value man is going to choose between you and a woman with no children, why wouldn't he choose the woman without children? Right, right. I get it, in all honesty. Because, and you know, we listened to that episode together, whatever. So it's kind of like, I understood what he was saying because yeah, as a woman that comes into a situation or relationship trying to get a man who does have children versus a woman who doesn't, you do have to bring more to the table just to kind of make that trade-off be worth it. And even then it still might not be worth it because what if this man doesn't want kids? What if this man already has kids, but doesn't want any more? He's not looking for a blended family. He's not looking to take on any other types of roles as far as father figures and things like that. I get it. 
But you're saying, what if this man doesn't want children? The way Kevin Samuels is coming across is that a high value man, because he has so many options and he can pick and choose whatever woman he wants, that the woman who has a child or the woman that may be full figured versus a size two is not good enough to be with a man that's a high value man. So and I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that because I think people want what they want. That's true. I mean, yeah, people definitely want what they want, but I also think that number one, that people have to keep in mind, and this is my personal opinion. Like I feel like what Kevin Samuels brings to the table that was needed and that was the most interesting is he brought a voice for these men that the, these women were trying to attract and trying to get where, okay, you have these women, these women have, a lot of them are black women that have, they're very educated. They are generally would be considered a high wager themselves. And a lot of them are solely focused on what they want, what they know for themselves as far as their lifestyle, what they're accustomed to, and what they already know. They're not really thinking about what the man actually comes with and what he requires and what he's going to be looking for in this particular bracket of the type of person that they're looking for. So, for example, and I, I mean, I've personally heard this a lot. I heard it just the other day. Most women will say that they're looking for a man that is got a job, got a car, got a house. Mm-hmm. Basically, one that has the look of stability mm-hmm. versus being specific. And I think that's what he pulls out, the specifics of what oh, it is he definitely that you're looking pulls for. Out the specifics. You know, like, okay, so you want a man that has a job. What type of job? Because, I mean, he can have any type of job. He could have a job where he works 100 hours a week. He could have a job where he's never home but once a week or once every couple of weeks or something like that. You want him to be home every day? Do you want him to work? what would be considered a normal schedule, 40, 40 hours a week or whatever. What type of money do you want him to be earning from that particular job? What type of house do you want him to have? Do you, is he okay if he lives in the projects? Would you be willing to move there with him in that situation? What type of car does he need to have? Is it just four wheels and a motor? Or is it a specific type of car, a specific type of look? What is going to make you comfortable to be riding it? Right. So, yes, he does ask for specifics. but. Some women do not think that deep into it mm-hmm. when they're trying to find a man to call their mate, their lifelong partner. Right. They are willing to budge on some things. And that's the thing that where Kevin Samuels comes down on these women. He comes down on them by saying, OK, well, you don't know what you want because you don't know how you want him to like his tea made. Mm. Does he like sweet tea, cold tea, hot tea? You know, (laughs) it's like these women are like, I don't know. I'm not even thinking that far into it. And that's how he really trips these women up. And I don't think that it has to go that far, Mm. you know, but some of the things that he does say or has asked, I do agree with. Now he did say that 15% of black men make over $75,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And 10% of black men make at least six figures. So what he was trying to get these women who are saying that they would rather have a high wage earner 
as a man that there's competition out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to be like the best of the best in order to get with one of these men. Right. Or you have to get that man early and see the potential and where he could go. I think you could get somebody who may not be quote unquote a high earner in the beginning, but as you grow together and things like that, he does grow into being what is a quote unquote high earner. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. I get what you're saying. He does come down really, really hard on these women. I just feel so bad for them. Like, Wow. Because really, honestly, like he did mention in one video that I watched that black women do sit back and expect the men to come to them. And a lot of times that's why men will turn to women of other races, because the non-black women are willing to compete (laughs) for that man or show up or be supportive or tend to that man's needs yeah, versus yeah. the black woman who expects, hey, I'm just going to sit here. The man needs to come to me. Right, right. Um, he did mention that in one of the videos. And I was like, oh, that he does have a point there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like going out for a job. Uh-huh. And basically what he was saying was that he knew a professor that taught a class about black men or something about African-American studies, we'll just say. And most of the class was full of like white women or Hispanic women. And it's basically like you're going out for a job and you feel like because you have a degree that you're qualified for the job or you should get that job because you have that degree that's in that specific thing where this person is like, yeah, I got this degree, but I want to make sure that I get this job. I'm going to go get the certifications too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they're actually studying up, learning about black culture and black history and different things that make black men tick. And yeah, I mean, he was basically just saying like black women aren't doing those things. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of weird things that that we do in in our culture. And one of those things is to completely bash somebody, especially for a black man to not choose a black woman. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing where it carries a very negative stigma, but I don't know the reason why. Why right. it, it carries a bad stigma? Yeah. It's because the women are looking at it like, okay, you have these black women here. Why do you have to step out of our race to go and date someone who's not black? But why did he do that? And who are these comparative women? Right. So the women haven't thought about it that all they see is that a black man <laughs> is dating somebody is dating someone black. outside of their race when they have options within the black woman feels like that black man has options within that black race. Right. Right. Which I don't disagree with. And like I said, a lot of these women that were speaking to Kevin Samuels, I feel like they come on to his podcast feeling confident and then he breaks them down. By the time they leave the interview or the session, or get they're like, wow. <laughs> or get hung up on, because <laughs> he will hang up on you. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, okay, I don't feel as confident as I was when I came on to his session. Right. And I think it's because he's so raw. And like I said, I don't agree with everything that he discusses or recommends, but some of the stuff I do. 
I really don't like how he comes down on the one. He's rough. He's a bit rough. <laughs> I don't disagree. Okay, so because I don't disagree with you, and I'm try- for me, I'm trying to figure out how do I feel as far as, because I don't agree with everything that he says, mm-hmm. but I do agree with some things he, that he says. When it gets into the statistics, I feel like when you put things so much into numbers, right. I feel like that you miss the edge cases. Exactly. So it, it, it makes it, he may, he uses the numbers to make things sound like he does. this is a guarantee of what's yep. going to be the outcome. And see that's that the, I don't agree. That's with. the argument coming from the women. Like, you don't know that for sure. But statistically speaking, it's a high probability mm-hmm. that I also understand too. But the thing that I guess with Kevin Samuels that I would say that I'm most conflicted with is, is he being hard on these women? Because I don't think that he's being hard on them for the sake of being hard on them. Is he being, is it coming off as he's being hard on them because he's having a hard conversation and being honest just in its raw, natural form and not sugarcoating it? Or is it, coming off as harsh and almost like it could be attacking because he's trying to elevate the man into a place to show like, hey, as men, we have power too. I think he knows that men have power. Not power in the sense of in the world or in the workplace or in anything like that. I mean, power in the sense of within a relationship with the person that you're with. As much as people want to say the man in the the situation has X amount of power, he's the head of the household, blase, blase, blah. When it comes down to it, when a majority of men are having conversations or talking, one of the famous lines that people like to say is happy wife, happy life. So that doesn't project power from the man's perspective in the relationship. Yeah, I don't think Kevin uh, believes in that theory at all because he speaks on the fact that men within a certain status, they have options. They can choose whichever woman they want Mm -hmm. and they have the power. He's trying to let women know that these women have that these men have options and that the women need to either step their game up or realize that they're not in that category or can't even compete with other women to be able to even date this man of a certain status. Okay. So if, because I hadn't seen a woman on there like this, but if a woman came on there and she was like, hey, listen, I'm just looking for a good man that fits whatever criteria, but when it comes and we'll focus in on the financial aspect, she says that she's willing to do 80% or 90% or 100% of the financial aspect. So in that situation, I'm curious as to what would his thoughts have been. I'm curious about that too, because I haven't seen any videos of that nature because I have not seen any videos where the women have said that they're willing to contribute more than 50%. If they get to 50. If they get to 50, right. right. Because the one we saw, she said twenty five, seventy five. Right. That was just one. Right. Right. That, I mean, you know, all of them don't say that, but most black women 
are not willing to contribute more than 50%, at least the average black woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is not willing to contribute more than 50% if her and her partner are making an equal amount of income. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know because you have a lot of women that, and this could be, I don't know if it's age related. I don't know if it's a certain level as far as being in a certain position financially, but you have a lot of women that will accept a man who doesn't have a job, who's driving her car and doing all of this stuff. And she's pretty much providing everything, but she still stays with him and she still you have you do have that yes you do have that category of women but that's not most women that's not the average woman mm-hmm. so which goes back to the to the the edge cases i guess mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah another thing he mentioned as far as women being competitive if a woman lives in a smaller town or a smaller city then it's less likely that they'll find their mate. Mm-hmm. So he recommended those women to move to a larger city. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, most women are like, what? I got to move, you know? <laughs> right, right. But yeah, he did recommend that because he feels like in order to date, in which I do agree with him on that, you do have to make yourself available and mm-hmm. put yourself in areas or situations where you have options. I agree. Because if you're living somewhere and the ratio of men to women is one to 10, what are your chances of actually finding someone, especially someone that's going to be faithful? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So I wish there was a Kevin Samuels for the little person, like the middle class, because the women that I've seen, they weren't what I would consider average women from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious as far as like, anyway, that's a side note. But yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, you definitely have to move to where your potential prospects are. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with it is, is the one that we watched together, he was saying, basic, what was the line? He, he said that the class that you graduate with, that is your pool to yeah, choose if from. If you're from a small town. Right. Right. So, I mean, I completely understand that and agree. I mean, even when he said that, I thought about it myself and I was like, ooh, boy. Right. Slim pickings. It's not a good thing to consider. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those situations where it's like, that makes sense 100%. Because if you are, I mean, even... I feel like you can find it anywhere, but like you said, your 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 pool to choose from, your ability to be able to find someone that's not already taken increases when you are in a place that has more of those potential prospects. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I a thousand percent agree with that. I mean, if you're willing to do it, now don't get me wrong, today. In in today's market, with the housing situation and everything else, might be a little more difficult. Just imagine an attorney living in a small town. He's a black man, and you know there's black women in the town as well. And say he's married. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how many other women are not only black women, but can you imagine how many other women are going to be trying to come at him? He's probably the only attorney. The only attorney in town. In town. Yeah, and he's married and. His wife is just 
sitting there trying to keep her man because all these women are coming at him. But see, that goes, that situation goes into another topic that he was talking about how when women get with men of a certain status, they have to expect that certain things are going to happen. Kind of like he was talking about with the Bill Gates thing. He did say that. You know, so like in that particular situation, it's one of those things where I could see a woman making the decision of like, okay, so I know he's going to be unfaithful, but he's still going to be with me. Right. You know I'm going to be on his arm. I'm right. the wife. Exactly. And I'm reaping the benefits. I get to fly out of, out of the country with my girlfriends and go on a trip if I want to. And I'm living the life, basically. He's mine. But I just, he may have had him mine. once, but I got him all the time. Right. You know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just accept the fact that he's going to have women on the side. Right. As long as he's not disrespectful. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's coming no. from black woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing though. Like the what he provides for her has to be equal to what she's willing to accept from him. Mm-hmm. It should be. Now, some people, when it comes to stepping outside of relationship or open relationships and things like that, anything outside of monogamy, a lot of people aren't with that. Mm-hmm. It's not something that they're going to accept. It's not something that they consider even an option. But there are a lot of people who will. Right. If what they reap in return is beneficial enough in their their eyes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That one attorney in the city that's got the hundred women. Not the women, city, the town. Oh, the town, excuse mm-hmm. me. Got the hundred women chasing after him. His wife might allow him to slide off with one. Mm-hmm. You okay. I'm just saying, right. I ain't saying you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he would at least have to secretly fight them off. Yeah. 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 So. But also the other thing that I thought about too, and this is not even being funny or being judgmental, but we also have to take into consideration the physical side as far as like, looks and things like that too small town mm-hmm. yeah what so here's the thing with small towns right it may be to the people in that town a lot of people like where i'm from you know what i mean it's a lot of people and and i mean not when you take everybody into the world and right. account, but right. you know for people it's a lot of people you know thousands and thousands of people uh-huh but you also have to look at say bloodlines and families and different things like that. It's not that many of them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people are either one, they are related. Right. And that cuts that X's them a, out. a lot right. of people out. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I mean, if you don't have attractive families <laughs> in that town, there might not be somebody there that is going to even be attractive enough physically for that person. That lawyer, he may go to California and meet his wife and bring her back. True. You know what I mean? Something like that. He might meet her in law school. For example, even going back to black men with other races and things like that. You take where I come from, for example, right? So if if you had 100 people, maybe 20 of them might have been black. Maybe. Okay. Might have been less. So 
the likelihood of you actually only dating black people is going to be slim. Okay, I got you. I'm saying 20 people and 15 or even if it's 10 and 10, you know what I mean, of those are men and women. Like, right. you don't like none of them, then what you going to do? Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with dating outside of your race. I don't think there's anything wrong with dating outside of your race. But some people do have a problem with it when you do have options. Right. You know, like if you're in a, in a, if you live somewhere where the ratio is 50-50 and you choose to still date outside of your race, then you may, <laughs> you may make some people within your race upset or some women upset. But, you know, hey. Yeah. It is what it is. But I get what you're saying. When the ratio of white to black is 80-20 and you're a black man and, hey, all your friends and your family members are dating the other black women, what are you going to do? Yeah, you yeah. Know? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but I was watching this other podcast where we're talking about looks because you did mention looks a little earlier. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lord, Kevin is crazy. He told a woman that she was average looking at best Mm. and that she was going to die alone and that she needed therapy. No lie. Mm. So (laughs) this this woman is not funny. This woman makes six figures and she said she wanted a man that makes at least six figures. Is this the one that was lying? No, not her. Oh, okay. No. So... He told her because she looked average at best (laughs) that she should find an average man because he said a man that makes six figures is going to want a woman that's more attractive than her. Mm -hmm. And he did ask her, he said, what, what, how would you rate your face on a scale of one to 10? And she did say without my makeup, a five. And When I fix myself up, I'm a six. So she set Ooh. herself up for that. But Kevin was going to say whatever he wanted to say anyway. But she said she did say that herself. I need to and see this one. Kevin <laughs> basically reiterated. And I just, it, that just blew my mind that he said that. But anyway, like I said, he was raw. He really was. But he actually told that lady that. And so he told her that she basically needs to date an average man. Meaning someone not making six figures. <laughs> right. I don't I don't agree with that though. Because my thing is is like, okay, yeah, you can find somebody. So the man because I'm pretty sure that it's a lot of these dudes that's in this six figure bracket that comparatively women wouldn't find attractive. Mm-hmm. They're just that they might not be handsome, but you know. The color green looks good. Right. The issue, though, is that even though, yeah, he can find somebody attractive, but is that person going to be a person that's with him for him? Is that person going to be a person that actually loves him? Or is that person going to be somebody that's super attractive and only with him for the money? Right. So if... Fishing in the average pool is what you got to do to get somebody that's genuine and somebody that's going to love you for you. 
then that's cool. You know what I mean? Because they, again, it goes back to the statistic thing. I mean, you can throw numbers out all the time, but those numbers always fluctuate. I mean, he might have got those numbers in 2018. Those numbers are going to definitely be different in 2022. You know what I mean? Like that stuff fluctuates all the time. And there's nothing wrong with dating an average person if you're a high wager. It's just the fact that she was stating that she wants a high wage earning man and he was telling her because of her looks, she doesn't mm. need to even try to it's find one. some ugly six figures out there. True. I mean, I'm, you know, it's it just, she can find one of them. You're upset. Because, I mean, you look according at it. According to Kevin, she couldn't. According to Kevin, a lot of things aren't possible. <laughs> and that's you know what, what we, I mean? we're talking about. We're talking about Kevin Samuel. Yeah, yeah. According to Kevin, a lot of things aren't possible. But, I mean, I believe that she might have to settle for a 75. She might not get the whole six. She might not get a hundred. She might have to say, settle for 75. But it's like I was saying in the last podcast, even if you don't find somebody that's perfect, exactly what you're looking for at that moment, as long as you can see the ambition for them to get there or the room for them to grow into that yeah, person, I not agree. you changing them into that person, but them naturally having, they're still on their journey of growth. Right. Yeah, I, I really felt bad for that lady when he said that, because like this is another example of a person that I'm sure she felt confident within herself when she came on to speak with him. I and think how she he, felt confident in her financial status, but it didn't sound confident. like she felt confident in her, well, her, she, her looks. Yeah, well, she felt because she was a successful woman that right. maybe the looks were low on the totem pole, like she could still find a man that makes just as much as her or more. But mm -hmm. then he comes back with, oh, I mean, basically telling her she's not attractive. Okay. And I just, so going back to one of his other statistics that he used, which was that most men don't get into, or the high earners, high wages, don't get into their financial prime until around their 40s or up to 50s. So I'm curious as to, do you remember how old she was? Mm, I don't. Just using that as an example, let's just say she was in her 30s. She's 36. She's with a guy who is meets the criteria of six figures, but he didn't get there until he was, let's say, 52. That's like a big gap. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As far as age. Of course, it could be younger in, in the 40s or whatever like that, but she... It depends on what she's looking for as far as age, if that's a thing, too. So, yeah, I mean, I think she can find it. She's just, you know, going to find it in, in an older person. Because I, that I do, I, I do feel like a lot of men, especially, don't reach their financial potential until later, like 40, 50, somewhere right. around in there. You know what I mean? So, Right. So I think that Kevin Samuel's harp on the high-wage earners and I think most women are not necessarily looking for someone that makes six figures. The average woman is not going after a man that makes six figures. You know, they're mm -hmm. looking at average wagers. So with Kevin Samuels, because he harped on that so much, I don't think it relates to most women. Right. So that's why it was like a big thing, because when he was speaking to these women, he was talking about salary so much. Mm -hmm. earning mm -hmm. so much. And that's really not what the average woman is necessarily looking for. 
But some of the women on his podcast were coming on asking about men who were making at least six figures. So that's where the the big controversy comes in at. Mm-hmm. But you also had the stripper. What what did the stripper say? <laughs> Wasn't she the one that? Um, well, I don't even know if she was a what stripper or if he just said that he felt like she was a stripper. And what happened? But she was saying that she was wanting to be with somebody, you know, that had a whole bunch of money and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And basically like, but you're a stripper. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. You know, nothing, nothing against anybody who, you know, is a professional dancer or anything. But yeah. He didn't mind. He did not bite his tongue at all. He was going to say what he wanted to say. And you was going to deal with it. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I had to say on Kevin. I have not watched all of his videos. Um, I just watched a few. But we just wanted to speak on a few things that Kevin had to say. And, again, rest his soul. We thank him for the entertainment and the knowledge and the statistics. Yeah. So my ultimate opinion on Kevin Samuels, I don't think he was a bad guy. I don't think he necessarily gave terrible advice. I think it was specific to a certain subsect of people. I think it was based around finances, and I think it was a lot of times based around statistics and things like that. And those are important things because numbers don't lie, but they can be manipulated. The thing with it is that I have no knowledge of that space. <laughs> I have no knowledge of a, you know, the six-figure space. I mean, I hope to one day, of course. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing with Kevin Samuels, if people go into and actually listen to more than just the clips and things like that, actually listen to the things that he's saying and the advice that he's giving, you can pick up some valuable information, some valuable advice. As far as, especially for women trying to understand the thought process of men a lot too, these could potentially be the people that you're looking to attract. So having that information can be valuable. I also think that in some aspects, it is kind of an old way of thinking. I think it's kind of rooted and grounded around women who have that type of old philosophy of thinking that the man is the king of the castle, so to speak. And I agree with that to an extent, but also I feel like that uh, in today's world with things having expanded as much as they have, and still we got a long way to go, of course, but I feel like it's more of a level playing ground when it comes to the households. That's, That's just my whole thing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, some stuff I agree with and some stuff I do not, but I definitely think he's harsh. No doubt. I think he's honest. He's honest, but he's harsh. He could be a little more sensitive. I mean, yeah, but, you know. It's Kevin. It's Kevin. (laughs) Again, RIP to Kevin Samuels. We wish his his family well. Yep, indeed, indeed. Yeah, definitely RIP. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So we're going to go ahead and get on up out of here. This has been another episode of Kickback with the Robinsons. And of course, you know, you can check us out on Spotify or Apple or Google or Stitcher or 
anywhere pretty much you can find podcasts you can check us out and if you don't mind and you know you got a little time going back into the rapping days baby you can leave us a review you can leave us a comment and we will definitely check that out and we'll be much appreciated yes guys show us some love we love you all yeah so you can hit us up with an email you can email us at kickbackwiththerobinsons at gmail.com if you want to send your words your thoughts your opinions we'd love to hear them and of course as always you know we got nothing but love for you so we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here but we appreciate you coming through and deuces good night love you guys Thank you.